Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Earth Body, the podcast where spirituality, wellness, and environmentalism meet because they are all so deeply connected. I am very excited to be with you all today. We have a wonderful interview coming up. I am going to be interviewing the amazing Elsie Kearns. So Elsie Kearns is an advanced energy medicine practitioner, and I know her through this wonderful group that we were a part of together called Holistic Business Mastery. So this is a great group of women who are holistic entrepreneurs, moving forward in their businesses, wanting and needing support and guidance around the business aspect of our holistic practice. So today we're going to be talking about Elsie's journey into her own healing journey, (laughs) Um, the different modalities she uses, and how we connect spirituality, wellness, and environmentalism through our own healing and through the healing of others. So I am very, very pleased to present Elsie. Hi, Elsie. Hi, Maya. Thank you. This is delightful to be with you. Yeah, so let me tell you a little bit about my journey. And I want to say that women in general, we're, you know, we have a whole new generation of women that are really wanting to nurture and care for both the environment and people and to bring us together instead of war and disease and all the things that we struggle with at this time on the earth. The earth is in a tremendous transformational place and I kind of see women as the, you know, healers creating that transition, helping people move through that transition. So you and I both know that the energy is like crazy out there. Uh, It's moving faster than ever, and we're trying desperately to keep one foot in front of the other as we deal with a lot of astrological stuff, political stuff. Everything that's going on in the world is a little upsetting, (laughs) anxiety-producing. Absolutely. I think many people who I come in contact with and encounter are just baffled at the state of the world constantly. I think that it's really, like you were saying, at this, I wouldn't say a tipping point, but at in this pivotal time of, of transformation and transmutation of whatever energy has been present. Well, I just not only agree with you, but just mentioned how anxious producing this is for everyone. And I would start out by saying that my healing journey began initially with swimming with the dolphins. Mm, I love dolphins. (laughs) Yeah. And this is back, you know, uh, 25, almost 30 years ago, when that was really something new and novel. I can't explain exactly what happened, but something happened afterwards, and I began researching spirituality. I grew up Roman Catholic, but I began reading books on spirituality, on channeling, on psychic surgeons, on healing. And Barbara Brennan's book, Hands of Light, touched me so that I attended one of her workshops in New York. Wow. And during that time, Barbara walked by everyone with her large eagle feather. She had us in meditation. And I had really never experienced energy. I mean, I didn't understand what all this was about. And she waved that eagle feather over me and said some words. And I said to myself, oh, dear, things are never going to be the same. 
and they never were. (laughs) (laughs) So you said you said that you never really had experienced energy. You feel like I feel like a lot of people don't really experience energy, and when energy's brought up and be begun to talk about in a certain setting, it's very thought of as like you know hippie stuff or you know it's when when we get into the energetic aspect of it, a lot of people can't conceive it. You know, why, why do you think that is? Well, I think that an easy way to explain that to people is if we think about someone, for example, that has lost a limb, mm. but they're telling us they have pain in the area where there is no limb at this time. So you wonder, how can that possibly be? How can that, how can that happen? Well, the reason is that we have a grid. We have an energy grid. In other words, we need to have a grid, an energy grid, in order to be in the physical form. So in energy medicine, for example, if we had a client that was struggling with that kind of pain and had lost a limb, we would actually hold the points in that area, even though the limb wasn't there, Wow! to sedate those meridians or key energy points to calm down the pain. A very similar concept would be uh, if someone has their gallbladder removed, they think, oh great, now I can have butter and ice cream and all those (laughs) wonderful things again. However, they discover that it still makes them feel sick, Mm. even though their gallbladder has been removed, and that's because the grid is still there. That's fascinating. Yeah, so another experience that you know we've had in energy medicine is occasionally people have to have their spleen removed now i want to tell the audience that years ago in western medicine if someone's spleen was injured we just took it out that is no longer a practice in western medicine because they've discovered that one of the most vital aspects of the spleen organ is to fight infection Mm. so if you don't have that It's really hard to fight infection. If an individual loses their spleen for some reason, and today they only take out a spleen if it's absolutely, positively necessary, then what we teach them energetically is how to keep the spleen strong, how to keep that meridian strong. And the one client that we had with that did so well that when he went back for his test, like, Six months later, they couldn't believe how great the blood work was. And he told us he was the only one in the office that year that didn't get the flu and didn't have a cold or some other issue. So we know that energy works because we're always talking about it. We're always saying, oh, I got goosebumps or, oh, there's something about that person's energy or I like to be with so-and-so or, oh, my God, guess who just walked in the room? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Absolutely. It's it's tangible once you really open yourself up to it and once you begin to notice it as energy. You know, some people will just assume, you know, goosebumps or whatever, or they're attracted to that person just because. But it really is this energetic connection that we share with everyone and the earth, mm-hmm. which you were talking about before. It's we're all so, so interconnected to the earth. And I think that we've gotten away from that a lot, which has caused a lot of disease, a lot of blockages in people that have created the amount of violence and the amount of chaos that we have. We've become very disconnected. Well, you know, we're dealing primarily today with autoimmune 
chronic illness, yet at the same time we're living the actually the fastest aging population are people 90 and over. Hmm. Centenarians. Uh, you remember, you know, on TV they'd have that one little schmuckers jar with someone who was 100 in Alabama. <laughs> and today, you know, he's got them lined up and they're not just 100, but 104, 103, and so on. Yeah. So we have a tremendous possibility today to live a long, long time. And I have taught Reiki for many years because although I've studied different complicated modalities, Reiki is the easiest and simplest to use. And you're essentially just allowing that universal energy that's moving through you with your breath, you wouldn't be alive if you didn't have energy moving through you, to go into the person you're working with and then their body's innate healing wisdom is always, always doing the healing, mm -hmm. not us. So remember, when Jesus was walking around, he said things like, you know, if two or more are gathered, I will be there. And so what he was really saying to us is, listen, if, if you'll just make that connection with another human being, I'll take care of the rest. I, I know mm. what to do. <laughs> I know how to do it. You know, and so Reiki, again, is one of those very easy, gentle modalities that not only can you use with others, but most importantly, with yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Over the past five years, I've been certified Reiki one and two, and I grew up with it as well. Both of my parents um, are Reiki masters. And when they were younger, when I was younger, they would do it on me and they called it sunshine hands. Oh. Whenever, whenever I was sick, they would they would put it on their hands on wherever wherever I was not feeling great, and I'd usually fall asleep. And my body was just you know processing that, and I love the way you describe it. It's very it's very gentle, but it can be incredibly powerful for people. Um, so you were saying to me before we started the interview that you have your own way of of teaching Reiki and and performing it on people. I guess I won't even say performing, but allowing that connection to come through. You want to talk a little bit about that? Sure, Maya. First of all, we developed a really wonderful Reiki manual that has all the positions in it for self-healing, for healing with others. And of course, in level one, we teach the basics. That's more about using it for yourself and easily with others. Level two, we go into more emotional, mental balancing. When we say mental balancing, we're talking about how we work with negative belief systems mm. for ourselves, And also we talk about distant healing because energy really has no boundary. So when we um, send a loving thought to someone, very frequently we'll get a phone call from them or a text or an email. Mm. And so there's, there's always that interconnection in the universe. As you said earlier, everything is really interconnected. And so if we just send a loving thought to someone, that's, uh, that's healing, you know? And we do it all the time, but mm -hmm. we don't sit down and think, oh, I'm gonna send this loving thought and ABC's gonna happen. So I think that today, because we're living so much longer, because autoimmune chronic illness is such a big issue, that whatever we can do for self-care, mm. uh, you know, I know you were doing yoga this morning, I mean, Anything that we can do for self-care is vital in order to stay well today. I 100% agree. I, 
I don't remember exactly who said it to me, but I say it to my clients and I say it to my meditation classes, but the most important and powerful work you can do on your journey in this world is working on yourself. And I, I totally, totally agree with you because without self-care, we can't help anyone else. And we're kind of just like, you know, void of this, of this light of this fire that we don't, if we can't kindle it for ourselves it's very hard to take it out into the world so what are some self-care practices that you you enjoy as a student of Eden energy medicine one of the things i loved about that program was that donna taught a lot of self-care and uh, she has a daily energy routine that i've added on to and i do every morning along with stretching i'm faithful to that seven days a week. I try to eat healthy. My my weakness is ice cream and, uh, <laughs> you know, those little scones or muffins are really hard to resist. But generally, I'm mindful of, of what I'm eating and trying to take care of myself. And I'll be 75 this year. Amazing. So I'm, I, yeah, I'm still out here teaching, loving it, and uh, just loving seeing all these women who finish other careers, come into the healing arts. Mm. I have so many women I teach and they say when they finish the teaching or the job at this company that they wanna learn more about the healing arts and how to come into that and be in service. Actually, that's what they're talking about is being in service. Definitely, being, being of service to our communities, to our families, to the world is one of the best ways to live because when you're giving and giving, you're receiving as well. And I just wanted to know, I know you all can't can't see the beautiful Elsie, but for 75, I mean, for any age, your energy is so vibrant. You look fantastic. You move so well. You're so sharp. You're, you know, it's, it's so, it's so incredible to see, you know, what mindfulness and self-care and energy work on yourself and others can do for one's well-being. So. Well, thank you, Maya. Certainly, you have to do what you're teaching. Absolutely. <laughs> Got to. Yes. Yeah. And, the, you know, the other thing I would say about today, because the energies are moving so fast, people are actually living more than one lifetime in this body. Hmm. They're having more than one career. Mm-hmm. The old way of working for a company for 25 years and retiring, and that really doesn't exist anymore. People are changing careers, they're changing lifestyles. They're, they, they talk about it and they say to me things like, you know, I don't feel like the same person. And they are <laughs> not. But when we're going through that transition, it's like we still have one foot in the old world and one foot in the new world. I, I generally, overall from all the teaching that I do, it's mostly women that comes to, to the classes. As I said in the beginning, the women are creating this whole new generation of women that are out there serving and learning how to heal. And everyone has a different way of, of doing it, you know, whether they're teachers or counselors mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, in Reiki or massage. It's just a way that more and more women are becoming entrepreneurs, successful 
business entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. actually. That's the like part us. of the event. <laughs> part of the reason that we're in this coaching program. Mm-hmm. And so as we mentor, we then get an opportunity to mentor others. And especially in your work, for example, with nutrition, because that's sort of the basis of everything. What, you know, what we eat becomes medicine for the body. And when we look around at, you know, McDonald's and uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken and all these things that are out there, or we just go through the supermarket and see all of the processed food, it's a... Uh, all of the not food. Right, all the not food. <laughs> or the food stuff, someone called it. Yeah. Yeah. So just wanted to rewind a little. I, I, I'm just resonating so deeply with everything you're saying, but... This is something that I know people want to hear about and I know I want to hear about is the, and we were talking about it briefly, I think last night and this morning, but the energy in the world moving so fast. Can you talk a little bit more about that? How, because a lot of people feel that like in, in our generation, in my mother's generation, you know, everyone is noticing that things are just rapidly picking up. Can you speak to that a little bit? Well, technically there's something called the Schumann waves. And the Schumann waves was named after, of course, the man who realized that the earth had a beat, Hmm. you know, and they referred to that as the Schumann waves. And so they've been actually able to measure that. And when people are doing healing, what they noticed was that, you know, their hands went into that same vibration as the human waves of the earth were moving, the Schumann waves. So what has happened essentially is that, you know, everything has begun to speed up. So technically, um, you would have to have a scientist really explain that to Uh you. But we see that the earth is, is heating up, everything's moving faster. We have artificial intelligence now, which is coming to the forefront, and that is gonna change life as we know it very rapidly in the next 10 years or so. We've already seen that in things like the, you know, the Apple Watch and, Mm -hmm. you know, our computers and how much they've accelerated. I remember watching the Jetsons years ago (laughs) with my kids Uh and here they are alive today, you know, everything uh, right down to the little drones that they flew around in. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, it's important for people to be aware of how fast things mm-hmm. are moving. It's not just in their heads. <laughs> right. And that's why one of the things that you teach is so important is meditation. And people need to build resilience. Mm-hmm. Most important today to be able to ride the waves of all the up and downs that are happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Because as a result of the Internet, we have 24-7 access to what's going on in the world. Overwhelming. Definitely. Definitely. I was just thinking about that the other day. You know, we walk around with access to all the answers in our pocket and all connections to really anyone in the world that we want. And I think that's a really positive thing because a lot more people are so much more knowledgeable. I mean, social media has helped spread campaigns, has helped raise awareness about all of these things. And it's also incredibly overwhelming. <laughs> Something that I've realized being in social media and having my business be on social media too is that sometimes 
I just have to completely pull away and not be a part of it at all because it just, there's so many different platforms. There's so many different ways of being in that cyber world that it gets so crazy. And I know that you are also very into that. I mean, being 75 and having a YouTube channel and being on video on Facebook, it's incredible how we've all kind of adapted to this. Absolutely. And one of the things, I mentioned that term 24 seven. So I have to go back and say that what I love most about Donna Eden's energy medicine program was the fact that she taught so many easy ways to take care of yourself. She kind of combined traditional Chinese medicine concepts with brain gym, mm -hmm. with kinesiology, which is muscle testing. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of that is we get the body to talk to us and tell us what it needs. But there's so many little exercises that she has in addition to the daily routine that I teach people that are ways of helping them with their own self-care. And that again is 24 seven. Mm -hmm. I've also taught, Donna has a wonderful tapping, temporal tap, I've taught that. And again, everything that you can do that allows you to have 24 seven access is so vital to living today. Absolutely, absolutely. It's life, life is because it's moving so fast, it feels like such a moment to moment decision in terms of everything and anything we're doing. So you had you had talked a little bit and like rewinding a lot to the beginning of our conversation, but you had talked a little bit about your healing journey starting with swimming with dolphins. And um, I know, including myself and many other healing practitioners start as healers because they need to be healed. And I think that that is at the basis of, of so many women, like you were saying, coming into the field as well. A lot of people are very wounded and very traumatized. And when we discover healing, different ways of healing, so many of us want to share it with others. So what, what brought you to becoming an advanced energy medicine practitioner and doing it for so many years? Well, as I mentioned in the beginning of my early 40s, uh, my life, I was in this midlife crisis in my f relationship with my husband and the kids. We were in a really difficult time of chaos. And my initial swimming with dolphins clicked something off where I began searching spirituality. Mm -hmm. uh, not only did I have that experience with Barbara Brennan, but I did her four-year program. Wow. Which at that time, this is, I'm talking 1990, was very innovative. Mm -hmm. You know, no one was uh, doing a lot of healing work except all the students from California mm -hmm. that came to the program. And as we know, things move from west to east. And I always struggled with a lot of anxiety, but I really didn't know what it was. In our, in my lifetime, and in the way that I grew up, people didn't really do therapy. You know, um, I, that Irish Catholic family, uh, if you were gonna jump off the bridge, you might think about therapy, but that would be after a couple beers, <laughs> or an old fashioned, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Barbara's was a, an incredible experience, and she required us to be in body-centered therapy during the school year, during wow. the times we went up like for a week at a time, four or five times over the year. 
And she felt that if we were going to be working on other people, we needed to work on ourselves. and how true that is. Oh, and yeah. it made a big difference. So it was eye-opening for me. And again, when I found um, Donna's work, I was amazed at the techniques that she had for calming anxiety. Mm. And in Chinese medicine, they call that, instead of the fight or flight, they call that triple warmer, that fight mm -hmm. or flight or that uh, adrenal rush. And there were so many ways that Donna had that really taught me how to calm that down. And it made a vast difference in my life. And the fact, I'm going to go back and say this one more time, that things were available 24-7. Yes. So I've worked with a lot of people uh, struggling also with anxiety. And I will say that anybody that has done the work, that will do the work, and the e exercises are easy, have had tremendous success. Tremendous. Yeah. That's fantastic. I know, including myself, so many people struggle from anxiety, and I, it's definitely that internal spinning and also recognizing what you were talking about before in terms of the world just moving so quickly. And thank you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. It really, it's so interesting to hear everyone's story and how they come to the healing path. No one really, I think, just wakes up and is like, I'm going to be a healer today. It, it comes from turmoil and confusion and overwhelm and, and suffering sometimes because we want to get out of that place. So just for all of the people or any of the people who are listening, what is one easy, good technique that you may be able to describe over, over the sound waves for easing anxiety other than meditation, which... We could talk about too, but. <laughs> yeah. So one of the easiest and best things you can do for yourself or with someone else that's very non-invasive, and if everybody out there will try this, you put one hand on the front of the forehead. And Donna refers to these points up here as the oh my God point. <laughs> because whenever we get stressed or mm -hmm. upset, what do you see people do? They go up to their forehead and they say, oh my God, I can't think. Mm. Well, there's a very specific reason for that in that the fight or flight was designed only to help us get ready to fight or to take flight. There's no mechanism in that when it goes off of helping you to think. So you bring your hand up to your forehead because blood drains out of the forehead in order to help you to get ready to run or to take flight wow or to fight and so we can't think without blood there so we bring the hand up to the forehead and say oh my god and then if people will put one hand on the front of their forehead and the other hand on the back of the head right under that crevice right around where that the back of the head takes that dip and if you hold we call that the front and back hold if you hold that for someone else or for yourself, and you'll need to do that for at least 10 minutes or maybe longer, the person will feel the stress drain right out of them. And wow. you'll feel the stress in your body calm down. If you're doing it for yourself, the easiest way to do it is if you're lying down because you can support your arms with pillows and you're not trying to hold them up. Mm -hmm. But everyone can do the front and back hold there's no contraindications on it, no matter what age you are or what you're struggling with. It's just an easy way to calm down. 
Yeah. Thank you so much, Elsie. That's that's a great one. That's actually something that I I knew about about the oh my god points. I knew about you know when we put our hands on our head when we're stressed, it's because we need more energy there. When we get um, distressed or upset, we put our hands on our belly, you know, because we have this this our stomach gets tight, it contracts. So that's a great one. Thank you. I'm gonna start using that for whenever I get a little anxious. So. We're going to wrap it up right about now, um, and I wanted to just thank you again so much for sharing your wisdom, help, sharing your home with me mm-hmm. <laughs> while we're doing this wonderful intensive this weekend, and I just wanted to ask you to share with the listeners how they can get in touch with you, how they can learn more about you, um, any other way that they can they can connect. Thanks, Maya. I want to end by just reminding people and you mentioned this earlier, that we all come to healing from our own wounding. And as we heal, we enable our wounds to become our gifts. Mm. And from that place, we can help other people see their wounding as also the gift that they offer to the world or that they can offer. So if anybody wants to get in touch with me, very easy, Elsie, E-L-S-I-E, at wellnesswithelsie.com. I have a great website, and I have a YouTube channel, and of course a couple of uh, Facebook pages, Wellness with Elsie. And so it's Elsie Kearns, E-L-S-I-E-K-E-R-N-S, and it's Elsie at wellnesswithelsie.com. So thanks for this time with you. I really love, loved it. Thank you so much, Elsie. I really appreciate it. And I thank everyone who has tuned in today. I hope that you got a little piece of wisdom, a little help if you have any anxiety, and a little deeper understanding that no matter what you're going through, your mess can be your message. And it can be a beautiful part of the way that you share yourself with the world. So thank you again, Elsie. I'm so, so grateful. And thank you all for tuning in. I hope you check out past episodes and tune in for what is to come. Have a great rest of your day, evening, year, life.